0: Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line. At 405 329 9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The pitch. Swing and a miss! To two, the Sooners get it done, and Oklahoma is your back, oh yeah. to back 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 Big 12 champion. Victory! CH- hey! we All I do is back win, win, to back to
1: I just don't think that Oklahoma is going to be the team that hits 80 bajillion home runs. They may hit 50 bajillion, but I don't think they're going to be the big, bad Oklahoma Sooners that they've been.
0: And they stay there. And they say yeah, And they stay there. Down, down, oh, down, down. Oh. Cause all I do is win, 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 win. And if you go in here, put your hand yeah. in yeah. the air. ludicrous going in on the verse cause I've never been defeated and I won't stop now.
1: Final hour of the, the rush, and you heard it there. And I'm on this track. So OU softball foolish continues foolish to roll eleven consecutive Big 12 bad. regular season championships. And uh Yeah, I don't think that they're stopping anytime soon. Well, I mean, at least in the Big 12 they will after this next year, but in terms of winning conference championships, yeah, that's not uh, probably not ending anytime soon. Jordy Ball is on a heater right now, Teddy. And after her shutout this weekend, she's now at a 1.10 ERA. So she's getting mm. closer and closer and closer to that sub-1 ERA number. And I don't think it's if. I think it's when. When she gets there, OU will have three starting pitchers with a sub-1 ERA. And my arguments and claims that this is the best pitching staff in college softball history – Will only become stronger, but it's. I mean, it just. It's. It's really hard to argue with. uh, This is the best pitching staff ever with the numbers that they have right now. It's insane.
2: A question. So we heard in the open. You played the audio. um, We talked about it whenever it first came out. Right at the very beginning of the season. Um, What's. What's her name? College softball analyst Jit, on ESPN, Jen
1: Schroeder. Um, which we won't be hearing the right. end of that anytime soon.
2: Well, let me ask you a question: Is she right to a certain degree? I mean, record-wise, they're incredible right now. But I, home runs and power hitting-wise, does her does her statement hold up a little bit? No. Because,
1: because what her statement was is I just don't think they're going to be the big, big bad Oklahoma they've been previously. Well, you right. just heard me. I, I, I just said that I think that they're, they have the best pitching staff ever. All right? Well, let, let's look at, the, like, the top ten, okay? UCLA's at number two this week. Run rolled them in California, 14-0. Uh, number three is Florida State, beat them. Number five is Texas, swept them. Number seven is Oklahoma State, play them this week. Number eight is Stanford. I think he run-rolled them. Number nine is Duke. You beat them. Number 11 is Washington. You beat them. So, I mean, like they, they virtually played everyone in the top 10, and most of those teams they've run-rolled. So, no, I right. think they, they still are the big, big bad Oklahoma they have been.
2: Well, they are. And I was talking more about the home runs. Yeah, sure.
1: Like, they, they, they're not hitting the amount of home runs than they did a year ago. Um, but are they still at least the matter. best team? Yeah. They are – I think last year was the – last year may have been the best offense in college softball history. They just switched it now, and the strength is in the circle this time around, which yeah. is pretty incredible if you think about it.
2: Right. Well, um, good stuff. They're, 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 we just we know. just need
1: to make it. We had the uh, the conversation to leave the show today. Would they sell out an eighty thousand seat to uh, Owen Field, eighty plus thousand and we, we both think yes. If you could figure out a way to put a softball stadium there. Your first ever SEC softball game at Owen Field would be sweet.
2: Yeah. yeah. I I think that they I think that they could sell it out. I know you'd you'd need some things to Well, they could they would definitely sell it out, but you'd need obviously some things to happen for it for you to end up having a butt in every seat, but yeah, I, I I don't have any, any hesitation at all in saying that, yeah, so you softball what, could sell out. What, what
1: opponent would they need to schedule to ensure it was going to be a sellout? Or could they schedule just anyone and it would be a sellout?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. Who right, We know who some of the best across the country are. UCLA, uh, I don't know how they are this year, but Arizona is obviously known. Um, right, we we've had some some games against Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma State. Like I don't, who would you say is their would would be considered as their main softball rival? Would it still be Texas? It's
1: it's Texas, and even more so now after that, Dwee Mike White said what he said yeah. about a month ago.
2: So that's what kind of what I was thinking. So like if you did it against Texas and, and I, Mike
1: White still the coach there, oh buddy, that's that's probably yeah. the best opponent to 80,000 people calling Mike White a moron. I think people might just show up just to do that.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, um I yeah, I think they'd sell it out easily. Easily. Especially you know you make it a big deal, you know, I I don't know all the ins and outs of what Nebraska's doing with their volleyball deal, but...
1: There's another uh, match before it. Um, I think they're having a concert after it, so they're making it like a all-day right. event type of thing.
2: That's what I'm saying is uh, it, yeah. it, if you did something like that, I, I think for sure that you would... You definitely sell out tickets, and I think most likely, like I said, as long as weather was good and everything... My, Went perfectly. I think you'd have...
1: Weather would be important, you know. Yeah. Um, like Nebraska, I think they're doing it at the right time because it's August, it's August right? and everyone's yeah. like hyped up for football season, you know, so it kind of mm-hmm. works in that regard. Um, softball, you would might have to do it in like May or something, you know, and, and there's no even yeah. guarantee of that being great weather.
2: Right. Yeah, well, um, that would be cool. Like we said, it's unfortunate we don't have a... Our football stadium is not one that you there's really nothing you can do. You can't work with it at all to host a softball game. Yeah. There's just nothing that can happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Dead on arrival. caniple Chevrolet text line, Bama would be the ideal opponents. you got That's, some history. I, see, I was
2: wondering about that. Like In the right year, like if they had a really good team going, I would say yes. Um, are they down a little bit this year? A little
1: bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Still got Montana fouls, but they're not the same Bama as maybe what they've been in the past. Right. Missouri is on the text line. Nobody cares about Missouri Missouri. Here. <laughs> uh, Mr. T says, doesn't the football field have a crown in the middle? Surface would yeah. be hard to play softball.
2: Yeah, well. Oh, you would it, still
1: not make any errors, though. They'd be fine.
2: Doesn't matter. Uh, it, would, it wouldn't be that hard of a surface to field on. Come field on the the, – this is something funny. You know, the older you get, the better the fields are that you play on. And when you're trying to teach young kids to, like, stay down on a grounder, you're typically telling them that on a crappy field that is – there's no way you're getting a flat ground ball. Oh, it's ball.
1: like playing in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, that was the exact opposite for me, though. High school was actually not bad because our yeah. coach like actually worked hard on the field. But I go to Redlands in El Reno, and the wind blows 80 miles a day there, and it's really uh-huh. hard to keep the infield dirt. Well, like it's, it's just dry all the time. I, I, I experienced it the opposite way. But, yes, most of the time you're true. Stay down oh, on man. it. Don't be afraid of the ball. Yeah, okay, Dad. How about an unexpected hop that hits you right in the face?
2: <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm saying there ain't no way I'd stay down on that day. It's like totally random hops that you get. Pretty funny. Good,
1: good point on um, the, who the opponent should be. 832 says, with a fan base that travels in the SEC, bring LSU. That'd be another way where you could fill up the 80K or 83 is if you scheduled someone with a big fan base, they might come up here. They might bring 5,000 fans to come up for that.
2: Yeah.
1: OU uh, Arkansas would sell out easily. Arkansas would bring some fans to that, I'm sure.
2: Is there a big venue in in Tulsa that
1: you would play like TU's football stadium?
2: Well, the, I'm I'm just asking: is there something that would be worthy of, of something like that with Arkansas? But I don't know. I here's the like I said, man. I think it. The idea with what Nebraska is doing is awesome, but I just I can't wait to see that the new stadium whenever it's built. Like to me, that's going to be the coolest thing. How do you have any idea what the capacity on that's going to be?
1: Let me check and make sure exactly what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a thousand, fifteen hundred more seats than Marita Hines. I'll I'll check on that. Bedlam would sell out. Yes. How about an exhibition against the Olympic national team? That would be actually a lot of fun.
2: Uh, don't they do? Didn't haven't they done that in the past?
1: It it, it may have been several years back when they did. Yeah. Um, as crazy as it may sound, schedule Arkansas because both fan bases would show up. Arkansas fans travel really well for a game that would make history. That I, I'll get as much as I make fun of Arkansas, not you so much. As much as I make fun of Arkansas, they do they do travel well too, like multiple yeah. sports. They show up yeah. and they travel well to multiple sports.
2: Oh, good for them. Yeah, well, good travel a lot for to them. see them
1: lose at, uh, at other places. The idea that we said earlier is let the visiting team hit on Owen Field and OU can hit at Marita Hines Field just to give uh, the opposing team a better chance to win. I'm down for won't, that. Won't matter, won't matter, but we'll just we'll switch it out every half inning. Drive the bus to and from Marita Hines to Owen Field. That would be fun. Um, big football news right now. Well, they got a four-star uh, commit about 45 minutes ago, Grayson Harris, four-star wide receiver for the 25 class, going to play football and baseball. But really, man, we're just on portal watch right now, right? Colin Montgomery, offensive lineman in the portal over the weekend. And I, I think that you only have to tell the staff by Sunday night that you're entering in the portal. So there's a chance we might hear about another player or two in the next day or two or day or so. Wow.
2: Wow. Heating up, baby. It's heating up, which I guess it didn't start heating up last year until, was it June, right after they had their big event?
1: Yeah. um, They are, in terms of commits, they're well ahead of what they were. I think going into June, they just had Josh Bates, Jackson Arnold, and Josiah Wagner, wasn't the. They only had like three or four going into the summer. But the summer's going to be big for them again this year. Yeah. But right well, now it's it's portal watch and what do you think the most um, the position they need to address the most is it O line or is it D line? D line, interior.
2: Well, now hang on a second. Okay, portal watch. What what position do they need to address the most? Offensive line or defensive line? Oh man, ah. You, I think you'll be okay. Defensive line. Uh, I don't know necessarily if you just need to add depth to add depth, but if you can get, if you can, like if you ask me, if you could get one elite player, I would say defensive line. But I, I do think that
1: that guy's there. Right,
2: that's what I'm saying. I do think offensive line is probably the place that worries you most depth-wise. Because right now, like backup center, frame goes down, we're in serious trouble. We're in serious trouble. Um, Tackle, we are in an okay place as long as we get Walter Rouse back. Um, And, you know, his shoulder, everything heals good, and he's ready to go. Like you're fine if you get him if you get sexton back off of the acl it's going to be a while for him to to get into you know game shape or in football shape so but but we we need a backup center and i just you know like i said earlier they think bates is going to get there and he's going to be a really good center but you know it could be a while that's a big ask for yeah. a true freshman to step in and and, and give that type of depth and, uh, assistance at And center. that's the
1: thing with looking in the portal right now for offensive line is, yeah, there, there's some spots where you say, ooh, if we get hurt here, we're in a lot of trouble. But at the same time, the younger players that you brought in, you feel good about what they're going to be in a year's time. So I wonder how you balance, okay, like we like this guy for now and we want to offer him a scholarship. He can help us out depth-wise this year, but – like if he's a player with three years of eligibility left, how do you balance, yeah, we got to get him in here now, but is he really going to be of use to us in three years? You, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's a scholarship that you're using that makes sense now, but does it make sense in two or three years' time if we're right and these young players on the O-line really develop?
2: Well, I think that you go ahead and well, – cross, cross
1: that I, bridge I, like later yeah, on. Yeah,
2: I think the hope would be that – If someone's got three years of eligibility left and you think that they're going to add really good depth now, you probably feel like it'd be someone that you have a good chance of developing and and getting better and better play throughout those three years. Um, But ultimately, I think the hope would be that you're able to bring someone in that's already got a year, two years of experience playing a position that you're looking for, you know. Uh, But you can't always get that, so... You take what you can get. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. Knipple Meyer text line. We'll be back.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Jeff Lister here
1: with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you. And when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in
0: Blanchard. Give us a call at 405 480
1: How much fun are you guys having with the new sponsor on the text line? Uh, this has been, I don't know about you, probably my single favorite day on the text line that we've ever had. <laughs> and I'm not well, really sure it's all that close. Every day on the text line is fun. You people are so funny. Golly. But today is, today was special. It's, it is
2: awesome. Oh well, it's not over yet.
1: Oh, no.
2: Yeah. Keeps you guys sitting, are hilarious.
1: <laughs> keep sitting in your Knieplamire Chevrolet text, four zero five six five one. Understand I can't read all of them, but I am am indeed (laughs) laughing at all of them. That is including you, Gunny, with what you just sent in. The early reviews are not positive on the internets about the Big 12 exploring playing basketball and football games in Mexico City and Monterey, including KU and Houston and men's hoops. Um, Teams being left behind. Like some of the reporters and fans, they don't they don't love the idea of giving up a home game and playing it in Mexico City. Which I don't I don't blame them on that.
2: No, 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 no. I I don't I don't blame them at all. I I understand wanting to expand the reach of the Big Twelve, but I just I I just don't think that's the way to do it. I don't think that's the way to do it. I know that's a that's a was he with the – who was he? Was he with the – with Brooklyn Nets? Isn't that where he was in the Your NBA? Your mark? Yeah.
1: I think he was with the Jay-Z's group, correct?
2: Yeah. Maybe that's why. Anyways, I I get it. I understand the reasoning behind it with trying to expand, but I, that's it's just not the right place to expand, in my opinion. Not at all. I – Continue to have, um, you know, exciting events, easy access. I do everything you can to help your schools improve and get better and market them in a really good way. But you're just not going to get anyone in Mexico it, for a one time event. Sure, maybe you're going to get a lot of people to be like, hey, how about this? This would be a really cool thing. Let's go check it out. Um,
1: just lost Teddy again from Newcastle Casino. Um, yeah, I, I just and, – and maybe they changed their mind on this. It, I, I think it's something that we're probably going to see starting in 2024. It's men's and women's basketball. It's football. It's baseball. And it's soccer. So it's not just – Men's hoops and football, they want to play several sports in Mexico City, which is which is interesting. Shark says only if you play tech and OSU in Mexico City. A texture from the 405 says the only place I can think of that would be worse than Mexico City would be Vegas. Disagree there. Playing a game <laughs> in Vegas would be yeah. awesome. Let's, you- <laughs> let's go. So
2: Stro- okay, that is a that's an idea that's a thousand times better than playing a game in Mexico City.
1: Yeah, in Allegiant Stadium, Vegas. which is awesome. Yeah, I, I think that would be yeah. I think that'd be great. Now, I would love to see the reaction from Joe Castiglione if OU is still gonna be in the Big Twelve and they asked him to give up a home game to play in Monterey, Mexico. Um, but if OU was being left behind, how would the fans feel about playing even a road game in Mexico? Probably wouldn't feel great about it, I'm guessing.
2: Okay. Well, a couple of things. Number one, playing a road game in Mexico. Mexico City is not Cabo, all right? It is not Cancun. Mexico City is at elevation in the middle of –
1: Right. That's not, where, that's not where the football game would be. It'd be in that 53,000 seat stadium in Monterey.
2: Well, they, they've they played football games in Mexico City they played, before. I that's,
1: think the Cowboys have played there, correct?
2: Well, I, I had, uh, whenever I got cut off, I had friends that played, I think the Cardinals and the 49ers played in Mexico City back in the day. And they said it was a huge stadium, like 100,000 people. And. It was loud, like the entire time. They just yelled nonstop. They didn't know what they were yelling for at all. But you know, it was <laughs>
1: that's, uh, that's great. Yeah,
2: uh, they said it was weird. You know, it was that elevation, which you know is something that you don't think about. It just, it just doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah, I, I, I Vegas would be better. Like if you end up adding some teams from the Pac-12. Like go out there and play some games in Vegas in their new new stadium. Like do some stuff like that, but you're not going to. Exp- no one in Mexico is going to all of a sudden start following Big Twelve sports.
1: We should play games in Juarez, says the texture in the uh, 720. <laughs> there you go, It's right across the border. Ba- That's basically where the Sun Bowl's at, right? Just right across the uh, the river from Juarez.
2: Is that Juarez or is that?
1: Am I, or am I confusing it with uh, somewhere else? Uh,
2: that might be it. I feel like it's. Uh,
1: but I do remember the conversation. It, I, it wasn't a serious one, maybe but. It was. Yeah. When OU played at UTEP in 2012, it was well, you got to make sure and tell the players to not try and sneak over to Mexico the night before the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, hey, I like I him. I
1: would love to learn now that Landry Jones did, in fact, sneak into Mexico the <laughs> night before the game.
2: I, did, I barely got him back over in time for the, <laughs> yeah. for the, uh, what was it, 11 o'clock kickoff? At least it felt like it. You,
1: no, 11 at night is what you're talking yeah. about, not 11 yes. in the morning. When you say 11 o'clock kickoff, everyone's trained to think, and, no, that was a, that was late, dude. Was it like a 9? It was, was nine. eight thirty. I think it was like a 9 mountain. p.m. kickoff, something crazy.
2: Yeah, I feel like it was 8.30 Mountain kickoff or something. I, I don't know. But it, it it's a novel idea, but I, I'm shocked it ever got past, like, the brainstorming session where everyone sits around a table and just <laughs> fires off, like, no matter what it is, whatever idea you have, just throw it out there, and we'll shoot Mexico them down as City. they come.
1: Mexico City! Yeah, that's not a great one. Lubbock I, is I, Lubbock is worse than Mexico City. That's from the 405. <laughs> Um, I don't hate that take. I do, it's not the worst take. Uh, it's getting more and more dangerous in Mexico. No thanks, says the texture in the 405. That's Mike and Norman. Uh, one more. I don't see what the return on investment is for the Big 12. Can't imagine I'm there saying. are any diehard Kansas fans in Mexico City.
2: That's what I'm saying. It's, a, it's like a one-time event that, yeah, you probably get some good attendance for it, but outside of that, who cares? Like I said, Nobody in Mexico is going to start following Big Twelve sports.
1: Who cares? We're going to the SEC. <laughs> um, Text of the day. I, yeah, I was I was about to bring up. Surely the SEC will never do this, dude. The SEC only plays in the the uh, the, the SEC doesn't even play in a, but two time zones. You, like you you ne- you never see the what what was the stat on Alabama? They haven't played a game. Gosh, I'm trying to think. It was like a, it, it's been forever since they've played a game like north of Kentucky. I, I want to say.
2: Yeah, shocker. Yeah, the they SEC, they, a,
1: they just kind of stay in their own quadrant of the country down there.
2: Well, yeah. If you want to try and uh, get more football fans, go play a game in, I, uh, in Florida. You'd be better off gaining more fans and playing in the southeast of the United States than you would in Mexico.
1: To be fair, we're talking about how uh, crazy it can get in Mexico City. Same could be said about Florida. Multiple areas of that state.
2: Well, Is
1: uh, is Florida man who you're trying to attract as your new fans to the Big 12?
2: Well, Mm. it's either that or – uh, you know, there's a billion people in China. Why don't you go play a game over there?
1: SEC Europe says the texture in the four hundred five. Now we're <laughs> talking. SEC Europe <laughs> playing the Coliseum.
2: Oh man, that's great. Man, I don't know. I I like searching other avenues and trying to find different ways to to increase the brand of the Big Twelve. That ain't it. You you just you got to do everything you can to help your teams get. Better football players.
1: I, uh, I I am very interested in the reaction of Kansas finding out that they might have to play a top ten basketball game in Mexico City. I wonder if there's a thought of, oh my God, what's about to happen to this league? What what what, yeah. what, what are we doing?
2: Yeah, let's welcome Houston into the Big Twelve with a huge matchup between Kansas and Houston in Mexico. What? What are we doing, people? What are we doing? I right, I get it. Like you want to showcase, you want to showcase that that sport and those those brands in hoops. But ugh, I don't know. It's man. uh,
1: it's it's all worth it if Mike Gundy um has to play a game in Monterey just for the press conference.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. The best game would be Kansas versus Kansas State in Monterey. All right, two teams that are really close have to fly down and play in Mexico in front of none of their own fans. That's the that's the best situation we could watch unfold. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments
0: left. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community. We're I-
1: Coach, what is it about Oklahoma and offensive linemen? You guys have done a lot of shopping there
2: over the last few years. You've had great success. I know, Coach Bill Benbaugh has been there and does a nice job. But what is it about that school at that position you guys have fallen in love with? Well, you said they do a great job of coaching their guys, and uh, we, we've had we have had good, good players from there. This kid is it's unique here in DJ that he actually uh, was with Trey Smith at Tennessee. And then Trey was like his big brother there, and then we he transferred to Oklahoma, um, and, and you know, I mean, anyways, that, that's uh, uh, so he's got both both lineages there going for him. And the says,
1: There's Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on the uh, amount of OU offensive linemen they've had over the past few years. We talk about fit all the time when it comes to the draft. Who ended up with the best fits all of uh, all the former OU guys drafted? Anton Harrison at Kansas City. Uh, Mims with the Broncos. Eric Gray with the New York Giants. Braden Willis with the San Francisco 49ers. I guess Anton Harrison's with the uh, Jaguars. Wanya Morris with the Kansas City Chiefs. Who ended, who ended up
2: with the best fit? Man, it's hard to say. I... Honestly, I I think Braden Willis's fit is awesome. Like Anton Harrison with with Jacksonville, he's a big left tackle. He got a you know, there's a good young quarterback there that's probably gonna play for a long time. Like that's that's a great fit. Wanye at Kansas City for all the reasons uh, that we've talked about um is a good fit, but Actually, for like his, for the style of play, for the given player, I would say the San Francisco fit for Braden Willis is yeah. probably the best. You know,
1: Shanahan's going to
2: put him in some yeah. good
1: spots, some really good spots.
2: Yeah, I I think fit wise, like that is actually a, a really really good place for him.
1: I'm not saying but. that he's Debo, but we've seen how they've used Debo. They've right. used Debo in a lot of different ways.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. He's he's creative. He'll move guys around, has no problem uh, moving players in, in different spots. Like, they've got a fullback. They have a true fullback. One of the few places that has a, a true fullback.
1: And they so, probably don't draft. Right? I know it was late, but you probably don't draft a guy at his position, his measurables and everything, if you don't have at least somewhat of an idea of what you'd like to get out of that.
2: Right. No, I, I – Totally agree, and you know he—it's a spot that you don't really necessarily have to worry about um, taking a guy really high. Most likely going to be there and be available later. So, yeah, I—I I, I think it's an awesome fit.
1: Some people are freaking out because I think it was a guy on NFL Network said bed and ball, bed and ball the yeah. hell. Says <laughs> some people in the text line. Yeah, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, bed and bow. That's very funny. Bed and ball. Hmm.
2: very very funny um yeah man I, eric gray what'd you think about eric gray and the giants
1: i don't love their quarterback situation especially since they re-upped him after one good game against minnesota um but do i think that he's a guy that can carve out a role in most places yeah i i, I think so i mean i it's Eric Gray is in a situation where I say, Oh my God, I absolutely love it, like Braden Willis or maybe even Anton Harrison. But right. like they're they're the Giants are still good have been good offensively. They're not elite by any stretch, but I, I think it's a fine fit for him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I you're going to a place where I think he could he could slide into that number two. Who is it? breda has been there and um well, I don't think Saquon's gonna-
1: been there for a while.
2: Yeah, but that's what I was gonna say. Like, Saquon's your your number one guy, your clear number one guy, but he's had a bunch of injury issues Not now, bunch, man. So, I it's a it's a spot you could find yourself. Who knows the starter pretty quickly?
1: Yeah, and I guess they're in contract talks right now, Giants and Saquon. So, we'll see what happens there.
2: Right. Yeah, I I think I think all in all, all of the fits ended up. Uh, being really good.
1: Fair point, text line. 785 says they probably pronounced Bed and Ball, and bow, that way because they heard Teddy on the radio. Yeah. Though even you won't stoop down to that level. You'll mispronounce every other name, but not, not, not Bill.
2: I feel like that's how I pronounced it whenever he first got here.
1: Oh, that's how everyone pronounced it when he first got here. Everyone said Perini initially at first as well. Right. You just continued to say it throughout his entire career.
2: Right. Well, some of them are well, – there's reason to.
1: Send Brian Kelly to Mexico so we can hear his Spanish accent. That's pretty funny. Nice job. <laughs> um, I brought this up earlier. I'll, I'll get your opinion on it this time around. Um, we're, we're, what, a week removed from spring ball, I guess. Your, your opinion on this team changed at all from now to what you thought before the spring started? expectations change, any position group, your thoughts there change? Like, how How do you view this thing now compared to a month
2: ago? I'm – so here's kind of how it went for me. Um, high expectations, feel good about a lot of things with the team, and then I went to – a spring practice early on. I think it was like maybe their third practice, third or fourth practice. My expectations changed. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Um, but I think I don't think I know. I, I mistakenly expected to to walk up and see a team that is, you know, season ready, which. They're, they're not, and I shouldn't have expected that. But for me, I was like, holy cow, this team is a long way from where they need to be. But every time I went back for practice, they looked better and better and better, and different guys were were making better plays and were getting adjusted better and getting lined up better. and The whole team as a whole was looking more and more polished, and then by the end of spring, they started to get a lot closer to where – like what my expectations for them were in Springs. And, um, you know, and, and, and they were hampered a little bit. in Some of the development with some injury stuff, you know, and that happens. Nothing you can do about it. So I would say that they're on track with, with what my hopes are for them this season. You know, I, I think that offensively, if a lot of things go right, I think there's a, there's a, a very strong chance that we are a better offense, a more consistent offense than we were a year ago. You know, I, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to have better players because we may not. You know, I, Anton Harrison's the first rounder, Mims is the second rounder. You know, I don't know necessarily right now if we look at it that we're going to have a first and second rounder. Uh, what first, second, and fourth taken off? Of, first, second, third, and fourth, I yeah. guess, taken off of the offense. Like,
1: oh, I don't, yeah, I don't see that. Uh,
2: so, and maybe it'll get to that. But as of right now, it's hard, to, hard to, hard to pick that. But I think overall, the knowledge base of the entire group, the overall offensive line as a group, I think has a chance to possibly be better if they get get a couple of things uh sorted out as their top five. You know, I, I just I feel pretty good about it. Now defensively, that's where I think the biggest amount of improvement is gonna come. I have a chance I think they have a chance to be a pretty good defensive football team. Are they gonna be excellent? I don't know, I'm not gonna say that they can't be, but I think they should be quite a bit better than they were a year ago. I think we have a chance to maybe have the best secondary in the conference, all right? I think that we have a chance to have, like, two, three guys rotating at at edge, defensive end that give us top-notch type of play, and I I think that group may grow throughout the year. So I I think there's plenty of reasons to be excited about the upcoming team.
1: They needed to hit on the portal. I mean, they, they needed yep. the, the portal guys that they got. They really need those to be big-time contributors, and the early reviews are that feels like that's going to be the case. Pearson could be a starter. Great chance he is. Saul McCullough in the spring game, Trace Ford, Bothroy. Like, a lot of those guys are going to be big contributors for you. So, that's that's been nice to see is those – what you what you were hoping you were going to get from those portal guys, it looks like a good chance of that happening. Right. Had to have that.
2: Yep nope I agree I agree alright quick time out more from the rush coming up final segment is next stay tuned talking sooner
0: football is what we do this is the ref
1: weight loss surgery is more than a procedure it's a life changing